0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church, or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit GeorgiaFaith.com. Thank you for listening. Christmas in the Trenches, 1914. Maybe some of you have heard this story before. World War I, at this point, was a months long conflict, who some people thought were, was actually going to end by Christmas. But by now, it was actually settling into a bloody stalemate. That Christmas on the front lines in the trenches, for those soldiers, it was the worst Christmas of their lives. Muddy, cold, hungry, and death all around them. But on Christmas, something remarkable happened. Soldiers who had been shooting at each other earlier in the day, now put down their guns and cautiously climbed out of their trenches and met in the middle of the battlefield to exchange food and drinks and laughs, and they even sang Christmas carols together pretty remarkable. Christmas can kind of have that effect on us, can't it? Even if for a brief moment, Christmas can offer hope. The presents, the food, the gatherings, they can be a welcome distraction to the responsibilities and the burdens that weigh us down. But just like that Christmas truce in World War I was gone in the blink of an eye as the war dragged on for four more bloody years, so Christmas can quickly fade away as we return to the daily struggles that we face. But is that all Christmas is? I mean, does Christmas feel like just a distraction? Is it just a, a temporary moment of happiness? Once the parties end and the kids go back to school and, and the decorations come down, do you feel this emptiness? Like, that was really fun for a couple days. But now, just kind of feel, meh. When we come off from that high, we might look around and, and we'll see that the, the people that were with us, they, they now went back home, went back to school. Or maybe for for some of us, the, the, the people that we wanted to be here this Christmas weren't here. And it's a cruel reminder of the world that we live in, a world that is affected by sin and death. Or maybe that, that smile that's been on your face this season, you've been putting on a that smile for the kids, but those struggles and, and pain behind that smile won't magically disappear. You see, it's, it's easy for us to get distracted during the, the Christmas season, but I don't want Christmas to just be a distraction for you. You see, Christmas... Changes everything. Not just for a couple days, but for a lifetime. For eternity. This morning, we're going to see two people who modeled that for us. These two people were forever changed by Christmas because they knew what Christmas truly was. Christmas was God keeping his promise to deliver us from all pain and loss and sin forever. So, there were Mary and Joseph headed to the temple in accordance with the law of Moses. Mary, having given birth to a male, had to wait 40 days before she would then go to the temple to offer a sacrifice so that she could once again become ceremonially clean. They also were going to the temple because this was their firstborn male son. And so, in accordance with the law of Moses, this firstborn male was to be set apart to the Lord. Now, we need to remember why this was important for the Israelites. You see, when the Israelites were were slaves in Egypt, God miraculously intervened to rescue the Israelites from the oppression of the Egyptians. God gave the Pharaoh of Egypt chance after chance to release the Israelites, but he refused And so then God acted decisively. On the night that became known as the Passover, the Lord was going to go through the land of Egypt and strike down the firstborn of every house in Egypt. But to his people, the Israelites, God told them, to take the blood of an unblemished lamb and to paint it on the doorposts of their houses. And so that night, as the Lord went through the land of Egypt, when he saw the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, he would pass over that house and in that way he would spare the firstborn. To remember that great night of deliverance in the following generations, this is what the Lord said to the Israelites. On that day, tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. This observance will be for you like a sign on your hand and a reminder on your forehead that this law of the Lord is to be on your lips, for the Lord brought you out of Egypt with his mighty hand. And so that's what Mary and Joseph were doing. Just as the Lord had commanded them, they were in the temple to set apart their firstborn male to the Lord. But of course, that night in Egypt was not the ultimate deliverance of the Israelites. Year after year, as the people of Israel celebrated the Passover, they looked ahead to the promised one still to come. Because just as God had delivered Israel from the bondage of slavery in Egypt, so God had promised to send one who would deliver all people from the bondage of sin. And so that's where we find Mary and Joseph doing what the law of Moses commanded them. Remembering the Lord's deliverance of their ancestors when this man Simeon shows up. Now we're told some incredible things about this man Simeon. It says that he was a righteous and devout man. He's a model Christian, if you will. And then we're told that the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he died. Can you imagine that? This this promise that was in the works for hundreds, even thousands of years... And now the Holy Spirit tells Simeon, you're going to see it. And so once again, led by the Holy Spirit, Simeon is in the temple on the day that Mary and Joseph and Jesus were there. And it was then that Simeon got to hold salvation in his arms the promised one was was here Simeon saw the baby with his own eyes and what he says next is the only proper response to the greatest gift ever given he says you may now dismiss your servant in peace that's it I've seen it all I was kind of imagining like if my daughter said that after she got a Christmas present (laughs) this is the greatest gift ever I don't need any more Christmases Simeon says, I've seen it all. (laughs) What could be greater than holding and looking at that baby? He says, my eyes have seen your salvation. This baby was Emmanuel. God with us. A light to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. Simeon then turned to Mary and revealed more about what this baby's life would entail. Simeon says that this baby would cause the falling of many and the rising of many. You see, some people would speak out against and reject this baby. And yet there would be others who would see this baby for who he was. The Savior of the world. The Savior who had come for all people. Enter Anna. This old woman who was familiar with, with loss and suffering. She was another model Christian. She had spent her days praying night and day in the temple and she hears Simeon's words she hears the things that Simeon said and and she runs over maybe she wanted to hold the baby too you could almost imagine young Mary thinking did you wash your hands <laughs> but no matter Anna didn't stay there very long because Having seen this and having heard this news, she couldn't help it. She had to go tell everybody the redemption of Jerusalem was here. The thing is about Simeon and Anna, as as glowing of a description that we get here of them, their need for a savior still remained. Simeon and Anna were not righteous and devout because of the things that they had done. But it's because they knew that they needed a Savior. And when they saw that Savior, they put their full trust and hope in that Savior. This baby. This baby. The promised one who had come to save not only Israel, but to save all people from their sins. We don't know what happened to Simeon after this. Maybe the Lord did soon take him home as as Simeon had said, I I can depart in peace now. Or maybe he lived on for, for years after this, we don't know. But one thing is certain, his life could never have been the same having held the Savior in His arms. This Savior who, at 40 days old, as Mary and Joseph brought Him to the temple, He was already perfectly fulfilling the law in our place. He would gift us His perfection And when He grew up, He would take our imperfections to the cross. And now we stand blameless before God through our Savior. And that's what I want you to to take with you when you leave this place today and as the new year begins. I want you to have that peace and joy that our Savior brings as the decorations get tucked into storage and life returns back to its normal routine. Remember that joy of Simeon. Life could never be the same having held the Savior in His arms. May God grant us that peace and joy now as we look forward to the day when we will experience that perfect joy in heaven forever with him. Amen.